episode 63, Acupuncture for Oncology and Pain, What You Need to Know. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today, we are Dr. Allison Snowden's perspective. Join 2017 Podcast Awards-nominated host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, as he gets a rarely seen look into the specialties of all types of doctors and guests, plus marketing, travel tips, struggles, goals, and relationship advice. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Welcome back to the last episode of the six-week acupuncture series. I hope everybody has learned a ton. Coming up in the following weeks, we will have a coach, two different authors for different types of books, even a book program. So I'm excited about that. That's called Mentor Box. You can also look up a doctorsperspective.net slash resources for Set for Set with their power bands, Mentor Box, like I said, for a book subscription and Primal for some of your protein and other paleo type nutrition needs. But let's get back to today's guest, Dr. Allison Snowden. We talk about oncology and acupuncture, pain management, and some interesting topics like should you do private practice, work in a group, work in a hospital. Uh, she talks about her medical troubles in the past and how that led her to the TCM lifestyle. Where should you place needles? Not just acupuncture points, but apsilateral, contralateral, bilateral, all those types of things. And we have some pretty cool websites and apps at the end of the episode that you could check out. I hope you enjoyed this series. If you have any other types of series that you would like, dentists, eye doctors, uh, audiology, anything, send me an email. Just go to the website slash about Justin and they'll have contact form there that you can use to ask any question you want. Rank us five stars on wherever you listen if you don't mind. We got some cool making lemonade out of lemons t-shirts. That's slash t-shirts. So definitely check out those cool new designs. Without further ado, a doctorperspective.net slash six three for all the show notes. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China. I want to say a big happy Chinese New Year to all the guests and the audience, as well as a happy Mardi Gras because we are recording this on Mardi Gras, even though it's going to come out much later. So I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. But today's guest is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, licensed acupuncturist and herbalist in California, certified diplomate of oriental medicine through the National Certification Commission for Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. She's had rotations at Raddy's Children's Hospital, the San Diego Cancer Treatment, the International Acupuncture Training Center in Beijing, and the Memorial Sloan Kettering Hospital acupuncture part for the cancer patient. Look, if you guys like credentials, we have a great guest. Welcome to the show, Dr. Allison Snowden. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So you can actually be called a doctor in California. Yes, yes. I, oh, finally. I know, I know. Yes, we. Um, I just completed my doctorate. So, yeah, our master's program um, in California is actually four and a half years long. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. The longest master's program, I think, in the country. <laughs> we don't, everybody I talk to, they're like, I'm like, so you're a doctor? They're like, well, in some states, yeah. I can't call myself that in this state. I was like, all right, well, laws are laws, so it works. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely nice. Indeed. So, okay, there's lots of things you can do in life. You're choosing acupuncture. Seems like left field to a lot of people. So how'd you pick that and, and give us a little lowdown? Yeah, my I was brought up in a medical family. 
Uh, my dad is an MD, my mom is an RN, and my brother is also an MD. So I grew up in uh, Western medicine um, in an amazing family. And we had some health issues. Um, my sister had a childhood cancer um, when I was six. And then I was in a really bad accident when I was 15. And I contemplated going into um, Western medicine or go, going that route. But I really found so much healing in alternative medicine. I, I was in a really bad accident when I was 15 and had many major surgeries. And once I was, you know, put back together, um, all my bones were healed. Um, and my doctor said, you're healed. I really didn't feel healed. So that's how I ventured into the, you know, complementary alternative medicine in chiropractic, massage, meditation, and yoga. And when the last one was acupuncture. You know, Western medicine, modern medicine saved my life, but acupuncture, chiropractic, massage, yoga, mindfulness gave me the quality of life that I um, wanted to have. And quality of life is just as important as saving a life. So that's how I ventured into this because it was just my own healing path. Yeah, I can imagine because your bones are healed, but we've got scars, we've got scar tissue. I mean, you potentially, you know, you could have permanent disability from some of these things for the rest of your life and be like, well, never got a chance to work. Yeah. Yeah. Because I couldn't do it. And you're saying, no, I'm going to figure this out. And you went the alternative. Were your parents? I mean, at that age, I guess your parents were okay with it. But yeah, they, with their Western background? Yeah, they were, you know, I, um, uh, yeah, they were supportive. Uh, they still were like, you know, it's just a different paradigm. And they were very supportive in you know, I went into that, you know, getting receiving this treatment first before I started to study it. And uh, they were supportive in that it is though a different paradigm shift, because, you know, as in like chiropractic, or in acupuncture or massage, you have to go repetitive times. And sometimes people of that world don't really understand of the upkeep of, of treatment and that you have to retrain the body back to health after something traumatic. Um, so there is, you know, some education that, you know, everyone had to learn that actually came from a pain management doctor who was an MD who really educated us. You know, if you've had an injury and you've had certain things happen to you, it's going to take time to heal that back and you have to put that energy back in. So if you've been hurt for so long, it might take that plus some time to get you back to where you are. And, you know, in our in the time of, you know, the magic pill, um, you know, quick fixes, you know, instant gratification society, that's sometimes interesting educational piece, you know, back then. And then also with, you know, patients now, too. You know, we're both, I'm a chiropractor yeah. and acupuncture. Patients will start to wonder, am I buying this guy's new TV or do I actually need these extra couple of visits? And you're like, well, you're obviously not better. I mean, look at you. You're, you're still limping or you're still having these issues. It's not about money it's like it just takes 10 visits or 15 visits sometimes or longer if you're in a really bad car accident yeah. like it can take a while well you know it, it's like an onion yeah it, it is and the body heals in layers and it's a process and you know i had uh, about 10 surgeries orthopedic surgeries and was um you know in a wheelchair in and out for about two and a half years um you know my zoas you know my hip flexors were super tight i was crooked 
I was diagnosed with, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, um, you know, chronic pain, you know, all of the things and given a pill. Um, actually the pill was Vioxx and that made my, Uh that made, that made my heart feel weird. Um, and so I stopped it. And so it's, it's like, it takes time to retrain the brain, you know, or retrain, retrain the nervous system, retrain those muscles. And I think that's something that many people don't understand. And, and pain is also chronic pain, um, you know, can be that way also, because it's like you get one thing better, and then you know, you're living life and then something else shifts. Um, so it, it is a process and it takes commitment. And I think I was in and out of, you know, pain and spasms um, for for years. And then all of a sudden, my pain in my leg just stopped. I'm glad. And I think that was like in the middle of acupuncture school. So it was like a good 10 years later. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sometimes people come in to my office and and I think they're like, wait, it's going to take 10 visits or, you know, or something like that. And they come in and it's like, wait, you've had this for you know, 20 years. So it's, it's, it's an interesting, you know, the art form of, of educating patients on that is, is um, a process that I think is evolves for all of us practitioners. So that's interesting that for acupuncture, I just always have thought, no, I'm not just going to go one time, Mm -hmm. but the general public still thinks one or two times and I should be still good. Yeah. And you know, and huh, you know, it, it varies, you know, some people are very educated and it, it depends on if you get a patient that, you know, has been to an acupuncturist and then, you know, they're kind of, they're educated in that or yeah, they know. from, you know, who's never had it or, you know, some people who are middle-aged and have had really healthy bodies their whole life and just have an injury and they don't really understand what, what it is to put in. But, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I do have those, those patients or those conditions for some reason, shoulders, I'm really good at fixing really, really quickly. And, um, so sometimes those happen, but ultimately if you want to improve something, you have to put work into it or or the time into it. Now, based on your medical history and and all that, have you specialized in more pain management and and cancer treatments based on your resume? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love my, my specialty is mind body medicine. So, and the, the patients that I attract, I feel really comfortable treating a whole wide range of um, conditions, but oncology, um, I treat a lot of, and then, you know, mental, emotional and physical pain. And a lot of times those go all hand in hand. What do you, Mm -hmm. What do you do with cancer? Obviously, I, I, well, I, obviously, but I would assume that you're not um, putting needles in and expecting pancreas cancer to get better. No, no, we are putting, you know, so we're managing um, and helping that the environment of the body to help, you know, with its healing potential. So, you know, before and after uh, chemo and radiation come in for acupuncture, and it'll help, you know, obviously with anxiety, calming their minds, but then energy, brain fog, um, night sweating, counteracting all the side effects of chemo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I have had many patients that it's, it's pretty profound because, you know, if you're really healthy and, uh, you know, some people are curious about acupuncture and they're like, Oh, I want to come in and they're really healthy and they feel, they feel even better. But if you're really healthy and you know, you feel a lot better, you know, it's not as significant in your own life. But when you have a cancer, when you have a cancer patient who is really struggling, 
And um, you really see the power of acupuncture because they get so much benefit. The energy, I had a, you know, my, one of my patients that uh, she comes every week, she came in to see me. She um, was very constipated, so wasn't having any bowel movements. You know, it was like four, every four days, she was having night sweats, which was disrupting her sleep. And so she had to change her clothes several times at night. She was having anxiety with just talking with the doctor. And so just within one treatment, we got her balls moving, her night sweats disappeared, and, and then we worked on her anxiety. Um, I also integrate some energy work, so some Reiki, and then I also do a technique that is, you know, NET. So I, I'm an acupuncturist, but I blend in other things. How does the herbs part play into your clinic? So the, or do you do I much? do I do do herbs um, with the with cancer patients. It's a little bit tricky because uh, a lot of times uh, the oncologists don't. You have to approve. Yeah, we don't want any kind of um, interactions. Yeah, yeah, but that we can still do that with that. But yeah, I do herbs, and then uh, you know with with pain, and then also just constitutional. So just their constitution uh, to support um, in the healing, and then and then I also do supplements too. So okay, mm-hmm. wow, we so you had to do you got a lot going on. Yeah, but it it sounds like you're getting the results that we'd all hope for. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any type of misconceptions that people typically come in that you have to answer all the time? Not as much, you know, in California because they're pretty. You know, the population is pretty open and more educated because there's more of us out here. But I'm from Missouri. So some of the misconceptions is, um, you know, maybe there's something on the needles that there's something, you know, that we're injecting into the needles or, you know, Uh that are there's something that that's on there. And so that's not that's not true. And then also if they're disposable, that we don't reuse needles, you know, that doesn't happen. And also, well, this hurt. Yeah, that's that's a question I get. And, you know, I forget because I, I love my acupuncture needles. I don't think of them as scary. I feel that they're like very healing. And I mean, I will needle myself several times a week. And then I also get acupuncture treatments. So I I always forget that some people think when when you say needles, it's like not a pleasant thing. So I've Remember, yeah. I have to remember that the acupuncture needle is is as wide as you know a strand of your hair, so they're very thin. Sometimes people will say, "Oh, does it hurt?" And sometimes you know there's a weird sensation, and you know you have to just educate them. You know, a lot of the sensations we haven't even felt, you know, until we get acupuncture. Yeah. Well, yeah, because just like if you push your thumb into a tight muscle. There's a sensation. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's like a radiating pain, like a, you know, I won't say pain, but it radiates. There's always the sensations that you wouldn't have unless you tried it. And like the acupuncture needles, not, I gave blood the other day. That was a big needle. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, that was a scary, thick needle. And of course, with the acupuncture, that's not the case. It, sometimes if it's a tender area, you know, if, depending on what you're treating, it might tingle or not tingle, but like, you know, it hurts just a little bit, but it's quick and it passes yeah. and then you don't even notice they're there. I always tell my patients, if there's something that's uncomfortable, please tell me. Yeah. You know, and and some people, you know, I've I had a patient that had a bad experience. Some some acupuncturists use bigger gauge needles. Some, you know, very small needles. So patients, you have to tell them and like give them permission, you know, to communicate with you. And you know, some some patients are better than that with with that than others. Do you look at all of the 
five element stuff. And so if someone mm-hmm. comes in who's got anxiety and say um, neck pain, yeah, you also look at well, how's the kidney functioning? What's the yeah, pulse yeah. like? Yeah, yeah. Like I, what's the um, liver and then pick I, points. I don't do. There's that? there's so many different. You know, you can do with the five element, there's actually five element acupuncturists and that's like a subspecialty. So there's all these little subspecialty and trainings within acupuncture, which is so amazing, different theories. And it's amazing because there's so much to learn. It's just like, you know, chiropractic where there's all these all kinds of techniques, different techniques, specializations, you know, different. It's almost overwhelming because there's so many different ways you can go. Um, but yeah, I look at the tongue and the pulse, mm-hmm. mostly, you know, the pulse and then, and then palpation. I will, you know, use distal needling. I will do local. I'll get a kind of a intuition on, on where I should go. And I'm all about, you know, there are acupuncturists who are, you know, I'm five element acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, Japanese, you know, they're just one thing. And I'm, just, you know, an eclectic acupuncturist. So I pull from many different um, systems that I studied and then blended in to whatever works and whatever I feel um, will work for that patient. So not every patient's the same, you know, not every technique will work 100% all the time. So that's how that's just how I practice. You're like a diversified chiropractor. We yeah, we steal a little bit of everything. And sometimes you just get a feeling like, you know, you're not working. You got a hot back. Whatever's my normal go-to thing's not working. So what else can I do? What else should I do? And all of a sudden, it just appears in your brain. Like, oh, let me try this. I haven't used this in probably six weeks. And boom, yeah. you do it, and you're like, all right, that was the magic potion that they needed. And I'm guessing it's kind of like what you're talking about with the with the points. Uh, do you when when someone comes in with say left hand numbness or something? Do you do both sides mm-hmm. the same side? Does it really matter in your opinion? I if. So if they have like numbness in their hands, I will do, I will do both sides. Um, you know, probably it's coming, maybe it's coming from their neck or tightness in the muscle. So obviously I uh, do an, ex, you know, examination and see, you know, what the source is, what's, why they're having it, right? that type of thing. But yeah, I usually will go um, to the, you know, to that, that same. And you know what? I also just, I will play around in my, you know, pla- practice. Maybe I'll, I'll start with that side and then I'll experiment um, and see if it, if that works. Yeah. So yeah, I will usually go to both sides. Yeah, but some of the doctors here, they'll they're usually both sides. But every now and then you'll talk yeah. to one. And they're like, well, if your leg hurts on the left side, I'll do your right arm. You're like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's it, it's be a lateral. So there, there's a system, Dr. Tan, who you know for pain management, it'll do like so. You know, if your right hand is hurting then you go to the like left toe or the left foot you know so you do like the contra you know ipsilateral yeah. uh, contralateral you know other limb and you know it it works <laughs> so there's many there's many ways you know up the mountain so so to speak in in the acupuncture world that's so wild well, mm-hmm. let's, let's switch gears a little sounds like you're pretty new in, in practice it's been let's see um 2013 i graduated oh that's a while yeah. yeah, it's not that. Yeah, you've, you've you've passed the hump. Yeah, yeah. What could you tell doctors starting out that are either considering going to acupuncture school or potentially they've been out for two years and they are struggling to make ends meet and maybe losing that passion for what they went to school for? Any any advice? You know, you have to stay in touch with why you're 
why you're in practice and why you're, why you're doing what you're doing. I think it's easy to get overwhelmed and uh, maybe jaded um, if you're, if it's, you know, practices, you know, slow or that type of thing. I always say like reconnect with people, connecting with colleagues and people who are, you know, motivated in business to keep on that connection. You Mm -hmm. know, if you're having, if you're struggling, then reach out and, you know, learn. And, and I think sometimes we think we have misconceptions on how practice is going to go, you know, that it's just going to be a certain way. And then we, when we hit hardships or something, you, you might think that, you know, I, I mean, we all go through this. And I've actually, I've tried, I've done private practice. Um, I worked for someone and now I'm doing a mix of two of them. And, and you have to find what works for you and, you know, what works for one acupuncturist doesn't work for the other. Like I had a, I have a, one of my really good friends, he's um, just like a one man show and I really like working in uh, group settings where I have a front office desk and I'm with other practitioners. I really did not like being in the office all by myself, just doing everything. Do you work in like in a hospital setting or? I, yeah, I work in an integrative center in one of the hospitals. That's wild. Yeah. So I do that. And then, and then I have my own practice and I, part of a practice that has front desk and, a, and another integrative practice. So it's, some people find it right off the bat. Um, I definitely, I, I was successful in private practice, but I was uh, a little bit miserable because there was a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's just, there's a growing curve to that and you know you just keep on doing what you're doing and reevaluate you have to keep up your self-care you know have a plan and and act when you're working in somebody else's office especially in a place like california where everything's like super expensive typically does that Mm -hmm. really help to be able to offset some of the burden yeah i think i mean i i've found success where sharing office space where people can refer like a physical therapist office or another family practitioner or i'm sharing some space with the neurologist psychiatrist so there can be some uh you know benefit to you know both um, parties that's awesome and yeah i think just getting your referral partners set and nurturing those relationships is really helpful have you found it difficult at all to try to get referrals from medical doctors? Or are they accepting of the acupuncture based on some of the research? Or what, what's your viewpoint? Definitely in California, it's uh, it's great. Um, I mean, there are some, you know, within oncologists, there are some oncologists that are closed-minded. But with that said, there's just equally as mount that are super open. And I mean, it's really promising to see how accepting a lot of people are of it. I have a couple good referral doctors and they're just, they've seen results and then they just keep on referring. It's, it's very helpful. Except, you know, like when I was visiting in St. Louis, I was in a yoga class and one of my friends was like, Oh, you know, Allison is an acupuncture. So you should try acupuncture. And the surgeon said, well, that's kind of voodoo. Um, I'm not, (laughs) try that. So, I mean, I'm not saying that like all of the misconceptions are, <laughs> you know, are completely smashed. Right. But I I basically was like, well, I was like actually, you know, there's a lot of good research if you look on, you know, you know, PubMed, um it's yeah. pretty good. The American College of what is it, the Primary Care Docs now recommend acupuncture and other, you know, non-pharma 
pharmacological interventions first. So it's not like a Reiki or energy medicine, which I also practice too. So I didn't go there with her. No, definitely (laughs) keep that quiet. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was, I was thinking about this the other day, dentists, chiropractors, podiatrists, eye doctors, acupuncturists, we we all have the word DR in front of our name. And yeah, these schools are credentialed by a governing board of some sort. I don't know all the details, but they don't just pass out doctor degrees like a massage therapist certificate. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a, it's, you have to meet certain professional guidelines in every profession. Otherwise you won't ever get accredited. And then yeah. maybe a state doesn't recognize you as a doctor, but they still recognize that piece of paper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's coming up and yeah, definitely. I, I, I think there's a lot of, ignorance and the kindest words um, on how much work goes into it. I think when I was going through the process, you know, my family was like, geez, I didn't realize how much went into that. I mean, it was four and a half years all year round just to get my master's. So and then I got, you know, the doctorate. I don't I think there's just a lack of knowledge. And I think just that is um, probably one of the to any of the new practitioners, I think, um, one of the big barriers is is just educating people, you know, and I think sometimes um, you might get education fatigue, oh, yeah. you know, because you're just like, geez, why, why don't like anyone like just know that I can help you because you just ki- get tired of, you know, educating that this is how it works and trying to not convince people, but just educate people. But, you know, unfortunately, that's just uh, you know, as trailblazers as we are um, in this profession, that's just how it's going to be. Because in acupuncture in America is just very baby. I think it was like in 1983, uh, Dr. Lee, she was charged with practicing medicine without a license. So that was just, you know, like 34 years ago. So it's <laughs> crazy. It's still baby and we're getting a lot of recognition, um, you know, but we're still, you know, a little bit outside the system. And that's difficult. You know, you have to be entrepreneur. You have to kind of know that what you're getting into. So, but there's, you know, yeah. Chiropractors, we we're the same way. You get educational fatigue. You're like, oh my gosh, if I have to explain what a misaligned vertebra is again. So we created these videos and then there's all these videos. And then you talk to people, you're like, hey, they're like, are you seriously? You know, so there's a debate. Should you use a video when a new patient comes in that explains all the basics of chiropractic so you don't have to every yeah. time and it's always consistent? <laughs> Have you done that? Oh, I did it for years. Like I was in a management company and they had a, a nice video. They they didn't make it very woo-woo and they didn't – it was just – it was nice. They did a good job. It was professional and it was consistent. And uh, there's just certain videos where you kind of like kind of out there or they're kind of like from the 70s and the, the doctors really haven't um, upgraded their – you know, the video in a while. So it, it's a good thing to update from time to time. But I don't know. Do you all have anything like that to kind of – I mean, one of the one of my friends, he did he did his own video. That's definitely on my radar because I think that is just like a small investment where it could go a long way. Yeah. Um, there yeah. are like marketing packages, you know, that we can buy that help educate patients. But you know, I just I guess still do it the same old way. I need to upgrade my game probably. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> sometimes the patients, I think, if you were to have a video camera in there. They're probably just playing on their phone and whatnot. But at the same time, you know, if, if you know you're giving the same consistent explanation that you're like, this is what I feel like is a good explanation and I don't have to botch it because I'm having a bad day. I don't know. I think there's something to yeah. that, I think. so. Yeah, I, I think like maybe like listening. One of my friends, he has um like listen on an iPad before. Yeah. You know, and he has like a little automated 
you know, thing. And, and that works because then you just don't have to talk about it. Yeah. So, but I, I haven't used that in my practice. So yeah, it's just FAQ after that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, real quick then you said, uh, you haven't really had to hire staff yourself, but are you responsible for any of the training or any ways to make, um, you know, your front desk the best they can be? Any tips for yeah, us? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in that process right now. And I think it just all comes back to, um, so I'm, I'm sharing an office with a, a psychiatrist and neurologist. And so it's different than with acupuncture. So I definitely had to like, you know, train and role play and then have, you know, it's important to put systems of, you know, if patients call and then, you know, make sure that their insurance is, you know, so no one is dropping the ball. Oh, yeah. Those poor ladies and men up front probably have three different scripts and three different ways yeah. to handle calls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, but wow. they're, you know, wow. it's really important because they're the first contact and um, they have to feel confident, you know, with not not selling it, but just helping the patient. They can turn off a patient in a hurry. They can. Yeah. They, they have can. a bad attitude. If they don't answer the question right, does it hurt? Well, some people hurt. <laughs> That's not the answer yeah. you're supposed to give. Or even or even just the, you know, the, the tone of like, oh, do you want to do this? Or, you know, like. Yeah. It, you have to have someone that's, oh, my gosh, this is going to be great. And she's going to help you and have confidence in it. Yeah. You want you want morning time or lunchtime? Yeah. You know, before, work, exactly. before lunch or after work, like today or tomorrow. like Exactly. Not like when and getting them booked for their next appointment. That's huge. Right then and there. Do y'all do and, pre-books where um, not like prepay, but if you know the person's probably going to need at least six or seven visits, we're like, look, let's just get you on the schedule on your schedule and your calendar, you know, the patients that way now you become the priority over the next three weeks versus yeah. every time trying to come up, come on, on Wednesday and then come on Friday. Yeah. 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 I really like doing that. I mean, sometimes it's now just, I mean, a little bit of a frustration right now, like just getting all everyone's schedule together. Cause I'm at the hospital three days a week and then at my private practice too. So it's just, sometimes they're like, Oh, I can't go on that day. So yeah, it's just, that that, that's been, yeah. I did so, that too. I split time between two clinics when I was in Louisiana and it was like, no, you get Monday, Wednesday or Friday afternoon. That's your options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't fit your schedule, it kind of sucked at the times. Cause you're like, I just lost the patient because I'm just not available those days. Just like, I guess go down the street. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in that mode where I'm like, that's just where I'm at. And I think sometimes, especially when you're maybe doing two jobs or, you know, when you're starting off in acupuncture and you're only available these certain days, that can be a little bit rough, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're like, oh my gosh, I just lost it. I should just be open all the time. You know, and obviously that would help, but you have to pay your bills and, you know, build up. So yeah. Great transition. Let's get personal. You ready for this? What? Yeah. (laughs) We, we all, as, as entrepreneurs, we tend to not get a lot of vacation. You got on the one hand, you got a nice nine to five, three days a week. On the other hand, you also have an entrepreneurial spirit. Therefore, you're chained to your office two days a week. So yeah. how are you able to take a um, vacation? Do you take enough? And what are you thinking on that? Yeah, I mean, it's really important. And I think it's, yeah, I do take vacation. And actually this weekend, I'm taking like a staycation vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, and it's really, it's, it's very difficult. It's still sometimes difficult for me to, you know, to honor those boundaries, but you have to really 
solidify your commitment to yourself because you have to get some space away from the business in order to, you know, regenerate. Mm -hmm. So I, I am not working this weekend because um, I was in a conference the past week or that last weekend, the weekend before that, the weekend before that I was uh, teaching um, the whole weekend. So really I haven't had like a weekend off um, in like three weeks. So the, I was, I am not working this weekend, but it's so interesting because like a patient's like, oh, I can come in on Saturday. And I was like, mm, maybe I should. And I was like, no, stay no. true. <laughs> stay true. It's really, it's really tempting, you know, well, I'm you, just like, no. Yeah. Like with a carpet, I'm like, oh, you know, it only takes five minutes to adjust somebody, but I'm like, well, it's not going to be five minutes. It's going to be the driving, the driving bag. It's going to take longer. They're going to chit chat because nobody else is in the office. It's like, no, that's going to be your entire morning. For a five minute yeah. visit, just just say no. Yeah, yeah. So just staying committed to those boundaries and and doing it. Like I'm, um, you know, every like four months, do something for yourself. If you're in the startup phase, then you know, do a staycation or, yeah, because you just get you're wearing so many different hats and you have to do that for yourself. Yeah, and self care. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm huge with I'm huge with like getting treatments for myself because. Um, you know, if I'm not eating and exercising and, you know, taking care of myself, then I'll have like, you know, start envying my patients, you know, yeah. when they're on the table. And uh, that's not so much that I'm like, that's not good. I'm glad that you can <laughs> acupuncture yourself. I mean, I know. Golly. <laughs> I know you can't adjust yourself. I mean, or can you? Well, you know, I get um, <clears throat> full disclosure. I get my wife to use that. We have these adjusting instruments. Yeah. So I kind of show her how to just sort of be a technician and like, Hey, here's how you hold it. This is what you do. Yeah. Get some, get some going. Cause uh, I have no other options here in China. There's, I'm the only one. So nice. <laughs> nice. How long have you been in China for? This is my fourth year. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm in a hospital setting much, much like yourself. We, I work in the TCM department. Oh, um, cool. But we're mostly like a um, musculoskeletal. Like I think yeah. they do some other stuff, but normally it's bulges and herniations and headaches and swollen knees and stuff like that yeah 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 a good a lot of good stuff for pain management oh yeah hey real quick what about um any hobbies or volunteering or anything that you do to reconnect yeah i um i love horseback riding and like just hiking and being in nature and let's see what other things yeah just uh being with around friends. Um, I, yeah. And I need to get more into volunteering because that really feeds my soul. I used to teach yoga, like free yoga classes um, and then going to like uh, disadvantaged kids and teaching yoga. But I kind of got out of that when, when I moved back to California. So I need to need to recommit to that. That'd be a good marketing strategy too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> free yoga. <laughs> Free yoga. Free yoga, y'all. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, as far as significant others, Mm -hmm. you may not be married or long-term relationships, but you've been around. Yeah. Any ideas that we can implement to try to keep the love alive and feel connected? Yeah, I think you, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm dating around right now, but I've been in a relationship while actually when I first started my business and, you know, I'm not going to say it was not easy, but you just have to, um, you know, leave, I think, leave the office at the office and then, you know, just be present with, with, you know, your significant other. I think quality time is really important or just even just being present when, if even it's just a little time you're, you're with them. 
I got a better question, single dating around. Oh. What? This is a great question. All right. So you're single, you're a doctor, you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Are you finding that men, are, maybe not in California, but are men a little more intimidated to pursue you? What are you um, finding? I, I don't find myself intimidating, but maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, people ask people ask me that because I'm you know pretty friendly and but yeah I think that sometimes is I think that does come to play you know like when you're when you're educated and you're you're independent um that does come to play but I just kind of go with the embracing that this is who I am and you know you're just yeah you know that's all you got to do indeed hey what is a good for these married people that have been married for a long time and they forgot to date their partner, what's a what's a good date? Good first date that they can redo. Not a movie. <laughs> Not a movie. Well, there's these things called in San Diego. I don't know if you guys have them. They're called escape rooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're putting together a puzzle and you're with like another group. And so it's like a fun adventure to go on with your with your significant other. So like that and or just I mean, here it's just absolutely gorgeous. So anything in nature and or going to like Balboa Park or, you know, just trying something new, I think, with a significant other is good. And then, you know, you have to prioritize that and, you know, have like your date night. I like it. But now I'm just I'm I'm just dating, you know, in the dating scene right now. So that's another. That's that's why I ask. I was like, you know, you probably go on a lot of first dates, maybe a few second dates. So that'd be good for people who have like. I need to start dating my wife or spouse again. Now, what do I do? So yeah, it's it, that's another job in itself. <laughs> I always laugh whenever um, when I was doing the single thing and I was doing some online stuff. You know, oh my god! You start talking to people and they're like, "Man, they're like, they're so they're a bunch of weirdos." They, you know, they, they, I know. Flood, mailboxes are flooded. Can't get around good people. She's like, it was crazy. I know. It's. I mean, it's it's difficult. Like, yeah. Now I'm like just reaching out to friends. I'm like, do you know anyone? Yeah. yeah. Just kind of going that route because, you know, you see someone on, I don't know, the apps and you're like, okay, this is this person. They look somewhat good and put together, but then, you know, it's a totally different person. And then sleaze balls. You just, you just wasted so much time. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. You know, we did a escape room one time in China and let me tell you, that was a bad idea. I was like, baby, I don't know what to do. Really? I can't read. I can't, I can't read. Oh. I can't write. I don't know what the thing on the radio is saying. I was like, I'm pretty much useless. I was like, this is a oh, bad God. idea. That's hilarious. Uh, we oh failed God. miserably, by you the failed. way. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> At I don't least you guys think, failed together. If there were six rooms, I think we got out of like one or two. And oh, they're no. like, y'all got to go. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah, it hilarious. Bad. It was so bad. But anyway. Oh, God. All right, last last couple questions. These are fun. These days, it's popular to have like a morning routine or a lunch routine. Do you fall into that uh-huh. camp? Yeah, I do yoga. So I do yoga every. Well, if I I usually do it in the morning. If I don't do yoga, then I meditate. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I like to sleep a little bit in, but I always get in at least five minutes of meditation and centering. And I think that's really important um, to express gratitude and to envision your day on how you, you know, want it to go. Mm-hmm. And I like to just think of my patients and, you know, think of me going out into the world and just, you know, spreading just light and just getting excited for helping people. I think sometimes, you know, stress with just other things with being an entrepreneur can, 
um, sometimes get in the way of, you know, why we started to do what we do. And it's because we get really good results for treatments. And that's really exciting. So it just, you know, ignites that excitement. I always find it was weird whenever somebody doesn't respond like you're supposed to. You're like, oh, I get baffled. I'm just looking at him like, why aren't you better? <laughs> oh, I, I know. I, I had that. That happened like last week. And I was just like, what is, what's going on? It's just like an anomaly. Yeah, it was just really strange. But it, it was funny because it was around like I had just so many amazing treatments within that day. But of course, you know, like my human brain wants to like just focus on the one treatment where you're like, what did I not do? Yeah. And you always have to retrain your brain to be like, look at all of this, you know, success that you had there. And I mean, with this patient, she hasn't finished the full course of treatments. So we'll reevaluate after that. So you just go from there. Yeah. Exactly. On the spotlight here, favorite books, blogs, or podcasts that you secretly love or you think other people should check out? Oh, secretly love uh, Art of Charm. I, I, I listen to that. Do you know that one? That's a man it, one, isn't it? It, it is a man <laughs> one, but it's funny. That's my secret one. Um, and I like listening to, you know, I'll just like, I spin through, so like when I'm getting ready, I'll, I'll listen to that. Um, I'll listen to like health ones. Um, and then I'll do like spirituality ones. So like with Buddhism or yoga, so that like will nourish my soul. So I kind of flip between that, um, you know, like an educational thing in the morning. So, you know, like you don't put on makeup, but you know, us girls, we get ready. You know, it does. And so I'll either I'll have something on like, you know, something more soulful, you know, to nourish my soul, or I'll do something, you know, like on supplements or on, you know, Chinese herbs. So I'll kind of like rotate that. And then with like entrepreneurial type stuff. That makes sense. That makes sense. Or more my any mindset stuff. Yeah. Any person you like particular? Um, let's see. I do. I listen to like a JJ Virgin. I listen to I need some more. I need some more suggestions, but just, I'll just browse. I kind of not been committed. I'll just browse through like entrepreneurial ones. You know, Tim Ferriss, I'll, I'll listen to him. Of course. I was trying to see real quick. I was like, who, who do I have here? That's interesting. Um, I find some weird stuff like this guy, Ryan Daniel Moran. He's got like the, a financial podcast. Like if you ever thought about like selling something on Amazon, like he's pretty legit. And then the like social media marketing is a good one. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, another one from Buffer. You know Buffer? No, I don't know Buffer. Uh, Buffer.com is kind of, you put one post and then it sends it all to all your social media so you don't have to do it on every single one of them. Oh my gosh. Oh, come on. I'm, yeah, no, I need help on the social, wow. I need technology, you know. Well, I they, mean, hey, like it took, it took me like 10 minutes, how long to get on <laughs> Skype because my Skype thing didn't work. I know, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I got to go eat my lunch. Uh, yeah. But they're, they have one called Social or the science of social media. It is really good because it gives you all like the stuff that you want to know if you do any type of social media marketing or looking okay. to do it. It answers the yeah, questions and gets you excited. So that's a podcast that's yeah. social media science. Okay. Yep. That's yep. awesome. I'm yeah. glad I learned something. I mean, that and Buffer. Yeah. Buff okay. Buffer's easy. I've never paid for it and I have everything hooked up pretty nicely. Like you can hook, you can pay and get even more stuff, but it's not necessary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Cool. Last question. Do you have a favorite app on your phone besides like social media? What is my favorite app? I mean, my calendar. I'm really not techie. Um, so I need help on this thing. Um, I basically put everything in my calendar and I put timers on that. But I don't really have a favorite app. I have a, 
a favorite app like for Chinese medicine, like TCM Clinic Aid, if I need to like look up something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really helpful. Um, but you know what? I'm like, I'm still one of those people that like, I still have my books because I still like to go to like my books. So I, I still, you know, I'm, I'm half in still in the hard book world and, and then half on my digital. That's so, so funny. I was about to recommend yeah. one app for you. It's like, if you like to read articles or you see articles, but you never actually end up reading them because you're like, oh, that's a really long scroll button. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. Pocket. Pocket. Okay. Cause I was, cause I need an app cause I have all these ideas and I have them all on notes, mm-hmm. you know, for like future articles or different things like that. And I'm like, I wonder if there's an app. Doc. What? You not what? heard of Evernote or one, one note yet? No. Oh my gosh. Everybody seems to use Evernote, but I'll be honest. I don't use that one. I use OneNote. I had a, it's from Microsoft. And so mm-hmm. it just, it syncs on all your devices and all your computers. And um, I'm guessing Evernote probably is like, quote, better. But it's just nice whenever you, you know, to have the consistency through all like your uh, Bing and Hotmail and, and OneNote, they all jive nicely. And in here, they don't think. Yeah. Google's kind of blocked. So I have to use hot, uh, Microsoft products. So anyway, but anyway. Oh, I, oh yeah. I remember when I, when I was in, I, cause I studied in China when I was in Beijing and I was like my Instagram, my Facebook, my Gmail got hacked, you know, in like several times. And I was just like, this is so strange. Yeah. Anyway, those two are great uh, apps so for, buffer, for what you're talking Buffer and OneNote. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. I need all the help I can get on the social media or on the technology. See, I'm about, <laughs> in about a month, you're going to send me a text mes- a, a message. Oh my gosh, my life has improved 100%. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait. Well, how can people get in touch with you, in contact with you if they want to know more information? You know, my website, so uh, allisonsnowden.com uh, and then I have www.snowdenintegrativeacupuncture.com. And then, you know, Instagram is Dr. Allison Snowden. And then Facebook is Allison Snowden also. Do me a favor. Spell Allison. A-L-L-I-S-O-N and then Snowden, like Edward Snowden, S-N-O-W-D-E-N. Awesome. That's one of those names that could have uh, several variations. Yeah. 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 Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show and, and sharing what you've learned so far and, and giving us uh, some entertainment as well. Great, great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I want to make you aware of a couple of things. A doctorsperspective.net. We got a few things to talk about. We've got some free handouts for nerve pain, numbness in the arms and legs, and also a 12 exercises if you're experiencing back pain and want your core stronger, you experience some neck and shoulder tightness and pain. These are free to download. Okay. It's under resources. Also under the resources tab is my new book, Needless Acupuncture, Self-Treatment Guide for 40 Common Conditions. Stop the hurting with no needles or meds, your roadmap to self-treat your condition painlessly. We're talking things like anxiety, insomnia, neck pain, back pain, uh, possibly some knee issues, stomach issues, tired, arm and leg pain, even a little bit of sinuses, toothache, all those types of things. This book really is for those, they're busy, they don't have time to drive to an office, spend an hour and go back to work. All right. So it allow, this book allows you to do it from, the, from your own house. It's also for the person that maybe doesn't have an acupuncturist within like a 90 minute drive just to go see one. So that's pretty inconvenient. It's also for the person who 
It's afraid of needles. So there's alternatives to that method that we show you in the book. And lastly, for the person who's like, I really can't afford as much care as I need. So this is a way, invest in a book, and now you're able to do it at your house with pictures, with words, and even videos. Things that I've learned from working in China, Western references, Eastern references, and practical experience. So check it out. I think you're going to like it. The first book, Today's Choices, Tomorrow's Health, again, is version 2.0. We got everything from what is chiropractic, what is pain, some exercises, some stretches, lots of lessons learned from my time in China, like portion control, is it okay to feel hunger, secret recipe, heck, and I love talking about it. I even got a whole section on finances, like budgeting, creating a budget, how to scale back if you overspend, which is a huge problem for most people. So I'll cover that. It's got some really good reviews. So hopefully you will take a look at that. You can get it as a PDF for free or you can pay for it in different areas. Lastly, of course, we've got some chiropractic tongue-in-cheek t-shirts about being a mixer. You do rehab, you do adjustments. You think the adjustment's really a powerful thing, but you also believe that you need to do muscle work and those types of things. We got some pretty cool shirts, mixers, and under the resources tab as well. Well, as always, wherever you listen to the show, if you rank it five stars, that would be awesome. And of course, on the top right of the website, there's all the social media icons. Pick your flavor, follow me, interact, and I interact back. If you got any suggestions, email me. Have a good week. We just went hashtag behind the curtain, and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on adoctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.